Hello and welcome to The Gist. I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week to break down all the things that are happening in pop culture and interviewing the people that make it pop. And this week, we have a huge episode. We're going to be talking all about the biggest pop culture moments of the last month. It's a regular segment here at The Gist. But January, guys, it was a doozy. So I had to bring some reinforcements to help me walk through kind of all of the things that happened and took place. And so what better to do it than two people that are super important and close in my life. The first one, I've talked about him a lot on the podcast, and so you guys might know him, but now you will actually get to know him. He's, well, my husband. Please welcome (laughs) Joe Faze. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. And then next up, it's one of our best friends who we often, we just refer to her as mother. She's a housewives <laughs> fanatic with a ton of opinions about what our favorite stars are up to. So please welcome to the gist, Emily Vecchio. Hi. So, so excited that you guys are both joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for the invite. Yay. We can't yes. wait to mother. <laughs> I know. You're going to be mothering like crazy. Um, but January was a crazy month. It was giving life from literally day one. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast, so we won't do it a lot here today. Um, But obviously, three days into the new year, we got the reality Von Tees of it all on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I know my husband, Joe, is not a Housewives fan, so he doesn't even know what we're talking about. But Emily and I have uh, spent many sessions uh, over glasses of wine about talking about Monica. So we've got that. We've we've talked about it. Thank God. But... um, but to, to bring Joe into the conversation, I figured we would cover some non-Housewives topics first, um, just to get them out of the way. And, uh, and, and one of the things that I feel like is on everybody's lips and minds as we came into this new year was the movie Saltburn. Um, I know, Joe, you, you and I saw it, but I want to get your guys' takes. Emily, why don't you kick us off? Like, What was your thoughts when you first saw it and kind of all of the hype that is Saltburn? Okay. The last two minutes of the movie, I think, is worth all the hype <laughs> in the world. We, Joe and I are big, scary movie fans, so mm. I think we've seen things that are way more fucked up than Saltburn. But the last two minutes just shook me to my core. <laughs> Joe, what do you think? I agree. I think there were like so many unbelievably uncomfortable moments that just brought me joy. And it was creepy and interesting and fascinating. And Rosamund Pike was everything. Oh, talk about mother. <laughs> I mean, mother. Mothering. She did. She was mothering. Like she, was, she-, she was so disassociated, but still so likable, like in a way. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She, um, she played a fantastic character. I mean, it was just, it was chilling like watching her reactions to some of the things i won't like spoil the movie if folks haven't uh seen it all the way through i know that everyone has heard about it at this point because not only is the movie sort of getting all this buzz and obviously the grave scene and (sighs) the ending like a few minutes as emily talked about the i mean and then there's the bathtub scene that's really getting a lot of attention uh jacob alordi is the you know hot thing coming from the movie. Um, and now like my timeline online is full of Jacob Alordi's bathwater scented candles and <laughs> Jacob Alordi's uh, bath 
bathwater uh, cocktail recipe, um, which I don't I don't know. It's I think it has eggnog in it, but I think that's oh. like all we really need. To think yeah. About with yeah. That. All right. Well, you can enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah. Pass. Um, although I do love eggnog, so yes, I don't do. want all the eggnog fanatics to come for me. But it's um, wild how many of those scenes there were. There are at least four or five scenes where you could be like the graveyard scene, the bathtub scene, the backyard scene. The backyard the, scene. Like I, it was, it was wild. I want to watch it again. Yeah. I feel like I have to watch I it a second time. Well, we have to watch it together now. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be my third time seeing it, but I, <laughs> but I'm for it. I like I. It was such a good movie. It was like it ended, and it was like was that good? But then it was like, it was kind of great, but also like just wow. And I get why everyone's talking about it. Yeah. yeah. What are your thoughts on Jacob Elordi just in general? Because he's, he is becoming, he just hosted SNL this couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, he's been in a lot of other films, obviously from euphoria is what people know him most for, but what, what are your thoughts about him as this kind of new hot thing? In Hollywood. I think that he has such a one-dimensional character in Euphoria, and that's really all I know him from. So it was really excited to I was really excited to see him like smile and be this charming British socialite. It kind of added like an adorable factor to him. Um, but after watching him on SNL, I think he needs to maybe have a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say brush up on his comedy chops. <laughs> well, that's <too. laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's deserved, though. I mean, he's he's easy on the eyes. He's tall. Very he tall. He is very tall. I didn't realize how tall he was, actually. How tall is he? SNL. He's I tall. He's very tall. I think he's like 6'5 or something like that. But of the, like you know, hotter young men that have emerged, yeah. I would take him over like the Austin Butlers, the Timothy Shout, like, I don't know. They just don't do it. Yeah. And yeah. he is six, five, by the way. All right. Um, Even better. Perfect. So speaking of that, another big kind of topic from January that when the year started, every, it was all over Twitter and or X or whatever we're calling it these days. Um, and all of our timelines, Jeremy Allen White, who is another sort of one of these Hollywood's next it guy, um, became the face of Calvin Klein underwear. And uh, yeah, I, I do we care about it? Do we not care about it? Where do we stand? I, I care because it is. I, I don't <laughs> like he I don't I haven't seen anything that he's in, but whew, yes, that's that was a fine. A fine yes, ad. chef. Yes, chef. Well, he doesn't look like Tom Selleck, so <laughs> I don't really. True, care. he's not really your cup of tea. No, he's not. <laughs> um, I mean, it was it was interesting because you know he did sort of just. I mean, the bear is obviously like getting a lot of buzz, but I never. I used to watch Shameless when he was on, and I never really like pegged him to be this like hot Hollywood hunk, and. Yeah, when he stripped down to his underwear, it was like, oh, we didn't realize he was doing all that. So, I mean, he's giving in 2024. But there's there's like this 
there's this level of working out that looks really, really good. I haven't discovered it yet, but I've heard about it. And then there's this <laughs> level of working out that like you become a Zac Efron and it's all of a sudden just too much. It's just so yeah. sculpted and like, yes, you look like Adonis. I get it. But it, it almost just isn't, it, it surpasses like, yes, you're beautiful, but I'm not attracted to you. And I, he kind of has that body for me. Okay. But Zac Efron, because he's so pretty, <laughs> I think it's too much. It's too, it's too like, much of a you're a statue right but, but I the, like jeremy allen was a little rugged so I, does, I feel like he's yeah. getting away with it how sculpted he is i can see that and he's got a little bit of hair here too which is good. yeah he's got some <laughs> chest hair he just needs a big thick mustache a thick mustache and done i mean i just have to call out that you guys both referred to zach efron as zach efron and mm-hmm. i love it <laughs> right whatever his given name his given name. Um, well, lead, speaking of names, so another big kind of story that broke, I actually feel like this broke and then went away, but I, I still wanted to mention it today. Um, the Jeffrey Epstein list was finally released. And, you know, people had been waiting, especially like over the holidays, I kept seeing people were waiting for this list to come out and who was going to be on it and who wasn't. And, You know, and then it finally did. It came out and we had some kind of surprising celebrity names on there. Uh, Maybe not surprising Leonardo DiCaprio, but um, we had Kate Blanchett, Bruce Willis. Obviously, Bill Clinton was not a surprise. And then Naomi Campbell was one, too. And then uh, in response, she released this video. I don't know if you guys saw it. She released a video calling it character assassination that she was even on the list. And so what are you guys... How do you kind of feel about this whole Jeffrey Epstein list and the names that are on it? And, and, and also maybe what are your thoughts on the fact that it kind of just like went away? I feel like we aren't talking about it anymore. I don't know. It flopped a little because yeah. I don't even, I feel like I missed something. Like I missed something with the names on the list. The only thing that for like what Naomi Campbell was alluding to is, I don't think there was a lot of nuance in how they released the capacity that these people were involved right. in this whole thing. Because yeah, like, some of like, yeah. Did they just fly on his plane? Like to, from like one of their houses to another one of their houses? Or were they or to a on the plane in some sort of like victim capacity? We don't know. I think with Kate Blanchett, her name was just mentioned on the plane. Like someone was just talking about her, but it's recorded testimony. And so it's out there. It's just, it's very, it's, I feel like I missed something. I feel yeah. like the list just like came and gone and I have no idea what I'm happened. With, I'm with you on that one, Emily. Um, Chris, how many, like, do you have any idea how many names were actually on there? Like how long is this list supposed to be? I think it was like, like a hundred and, Oh, well, or something like that's it was not a lot of people actually it wasn't a lot but it and like a lot of the names are people like you would just never right. know or or have heard yeah. of um so i think obviously like they focused on the well-known celebrity names but bill it, clinton I, and yeah well, yeah and i think like it was times. a little like just it was strange to me how it just died like yeah when naomi campbell came out with her video 
and she was so upset about it. I was sort of of the mindset of, okay, she's, this is like what all the celebrities are going to do. They're all going to sort of react and we're going to see this really play out. And then we're going to potentially like have more story to actually find out what happened. Right. Like, and I just feel like we never found out anything about it. And she probably didn't even need to do that video yeah, because she put more attention no, on it than it's kind of like doth uh, thou protest too much yeah. <laughs> or yeah. what not. Well, the other yeah. thing that's strange too, though, is that like the people that we know who were involved in a really nefarious way aren't really suffering. Besides, obviously Jeffrey Epstein himself and Gielan, who I think is went to prison, but like Prince Andrew. Like all the, Leonardo DiCaprio, who is probably, you know, he's, you know, dates women who are so much younger than him. But like, right. it's strange that the, there's been like no reaction. Yeah. Good or not, not good, but there's not been this like crazy cancellation or this like, you know, reaction at all. Well, and I think too, it's like it came out literally like, New Year's Day or like the day after or something. So it came out in kind of like an interesting time, which I'm sure was strategic that they released it when not a lot of people were going to be following the news. And then, like I said, there was so much sort of other things that sort of just took the attention of pop culture and, you know, people just kind of like passed by that because it wasn't giving anything. It was like, you know, they saw it and they were like, yes, and which... Brings us to our next topic. <laughs> you like this segment? <laughs> uh, you know, we, we try to do some segues here. Um, Ariana Grande, who mm-hmm. I know Joe is a massive Ari fan, um, released her new single sort of out of the blue. We, we had heard that she was in the studio with Max Martin and we knew that there was music coming, but we also knew about the movie that was, that she's been filming wicked. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, here's her new song. So Yes And was her new first single from her upcoming album, Eternal Sunshine. Joe, since you're the like designated Ari fan, give us your thoughts. All right. Obviously produced by Max Martin, the whole project, solid gold, platinum. <laughs> um, the fact that immediately when the song starts, it reminds you of Vogue gives you the idea that this is going to be a throwback project, a passion project to be thrown back to 90s pop. You watch the video, it's Paul Abdul. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. So the song itself, I would give like a solid C plus two. I think that the verses are the weakest part. And then the chorus is, you know, kind of fun to sing along to. And the music obviously is great and perfectly produced. But I think that it was a good first single. There are going to be so many more good songs on the album. So many better songs on the album. I'm a bit taken back and I'm your husband. So when we <laughs> talked about this before, I'm taken back that you're saying C plus yeah. because I thought that you were liking it. I wonder if I love the thought- message, but I just, <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder if the rating or the grade yeah. rather is because of its likeness to Vogue and it's clearly no Vogue. Yeah, it's clearly no Vogue. I just think that like, it's, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't sing like she did on, you know, my everything. And um, it's, it's just, there's, there's just when you think it's going to get amazing. It's a little watered down. 
And the whole thing is just like a little watered down, but it's a perfect first single. And it debuted at number one on Billboard Hot 100. So it did its job. It got people like aware that she's going to come out with more music. And if it follows this throwback trend, I think she'll have a bunch of singles off the album. Yeah. And Emily, what are what are your thoughts as being like not as big of an RA fan? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't have deep thoughts, but I agree with the C plus rating. Okay, I'm surprised. I don't think that's leaving anyone's jaw on the floor. <laughs> I, I do like if she's going in the direction of like resurrecting the '90s diva ness of it all. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. I would love for that to resur- resurrect itself and. And that be where she's going. But I just, if she's not talking about dating SpongeBob, I don't care. (laughs) Well, I think she's going to have some really great visuals with this album too. Just some really fun videos to, to go with that. And she's, you know, I think it's passion. She did wrap the movie wicked so she can get rid of that hideous yellow hair that she has. I can't with that anymore. It's time. Yeah. I hope that we get like a more natural look for her next. But she just vision. bought it. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> All right. So yes, and mixed reviews, um, but also new music out this month and another sort of comeback, if you will, uh, maybe a little bit more controversial for the call, but uh, Justin Timberlake released his new song Selfish last week performed it at SNL with another new song. What are we thinking about it? And obviously we need to discuss the incredible response that the day it came out, Britney's version of Selfish, which was a bonus track on Femme Fatale, became number one worldwide on the iTunes charts um, and in more countries than Justin's version did. As it should have. And then on the music video download for Apple, her videos took up the top five music videos um, downloaded that day, whereas Justin's video for Selfish was number six. So Britney fans, like, don't come for Britney. And the Britney army is petty as hell, and I love it. Um, But what are your guys' thoughts on the Britney army, their response, and then also Justin's song? love that as a society we're moving towards when Justin Timberlake does something all of society is just acknowledging like everyone else that he got famous on the back of so I love that I love that but I mean I don't think the song is anything groundbreaking I don't I'm personally not super psyched that he's going on an arena tour I could really like if it were an in sync tour that he had built up and announced that would have been incredible. And I would have paid any amount of money to see them perform again. But with Justin, it's just, it makes me proud to be a Britney fan. Oh, well said. Who's going on tour with him? I don't think it's, do we know yet? yet? Okay. Um, Well, I think he's going to have to co-headline it to fill up an arena, quite frankly. Well, so I have, I have a prediction. I think, well, the first thing is that I, 
thought that it was hilarious that he released his world tour tour dates and there is one <laughs> Vancouver date in Canada and then everything else is the US. So I was like, yeah. we're just gonna like that's a North American tour. Yeah. That is not yeah, a world tour. Clearly it's an American tour with one international date that's twenty yeah. minutes away from the border. <laughs> And and like granted, maybe he will extend the dates and, and roll out more. But no, when you announce will. a world tour, you should have some like right. world dates. Um, I'm I'm but- with I'm with Emily as far as the song goes. I think it's like we've all heard it. You know, it was I thought it was yeah. good. Like it was not it was nice to do. And the three of us listened to it in our kitchen last weekend, and mm-hmm. um, you know, just gave it a good old. Here, 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 um, here, see, here, 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 here. We're going to land on here, here. Yep, not a thing, but not let's a thing. do it. Not a thing. <laughs> but we and land where we land. We land where we land. And so it was fine. Fine. Yeah. Not, not a C plus, though. Maybe like a C minus. Yeah, it was a yawn. It was, it was, a, a, yawn. It was a bit of a yawn. Yeah, predictable. Yeah. Predictable, yeah. not needed. I like the other song he performed on SNL better. Yeah, that at least I had some like it had some gusto. Yeah. And his band, his band is amazing. Yeah, his, very his, true. I forget what he calls them. I think it's like the Tennessee Kids, maybe. But his band is incredible. I love his band. Yeah, but but my prediction, aside from the fact that like the world tour was hilarious, the announcement of it, but the prediction, and I and I mentioned this in my. Uh, one of my previous episodes where I made some predictions for pop culture this year is that the NSYNC reunion we saw last year will not be the last of it. And to Joe's point about it co-headlining, I have a sense that this is like, Justin thought he could do this on his own. So he was going to, he wants to like pave the way and be like, here's my new solo music. Here's my world tour. But I have this like strange suspicion that we are going to see NSYNC pop up on this tour. If not, all of the dates, at least some of them, whether it's a surprise or it's an announcement, I feel like they're going to definitely like incorporate that because after the song came out and they appeared at the VMAs, there was such an audience that was like, we want more NSYNC, less Justin and more JC. And, um, <laughs> and Absolutely. I feel like that will potentially happen. That's my prediction on this. I hope for, I hope it does selfishly, but I hate that they have to be the afterthought, you know, like that should be the tour. That should be what the buildup was all centered around. You know, if he went on tour with Sabrina Carpenter, that shit would sell out. I I knew that you were going to try to bring Sabrina into this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) She gave us nothing but Dick Clark. Um, but yeah, no, I think that Justin, and then I don't know if you guys saw, but Brittany actually has since commented on the release Mm -hmm. of Justin's new single. Uh, she posted, uh, I think it was yesterday. Um, and yesterday's relative because we have no idea what day people are listening to this. So it was at some (laughs) point in January. Um, But I think she posted that uh, something to the effect of she, first of all, apologized to Justin for some of the things that she said about him in her book. 
and then followed it up by saying that she absolutely loves his new song and thinks it's incredible. And then also made reference to the fact that she saw his performance on SNL of Sanctified, the other song he performed, and loved that. So she has said all of those things, which was super surprising to people, especially the apology. Why are we apologizing? It's 2024. Why are we apologizing for things that happened years ago and that we are so proud of Britney for actually like coming clean and putting out there. So that's my first statement on that. But also why are we talking about Justin's music on Britney's platform? And there are theories that it's because they're both on the same, they're both on the same label and that RCA actually said to Britney you're getting like all because they're downloading all your stuff, but people are like doing this campaign against Justin. And so will you post something to sort of quiet people down and, and show a united front of two artists on the same label? What do you guys think about that? Well, there's his code ha- co-headliner. <laughs> Could you oh. imagine? No. Oh, no. <gasps> I would faint. I don't know how the Britney army would react to that. It would be that I'm one of them, by the way. Yeah, that might just like the world might just explode. There would be so many slap fights and like taking off the glove slap fights in the audience in the arena. It would be a it would be mayhem. Yeah, too much violence for 2024. I hate that. Like, I hate that she apologized for things in the book. She might not even have written that though. Maybe. I'd like to believe that she has access to her social media, but you know, who knows? It's sad, but she didn't even say anything really that disparaging in the book. Like maybe because of who he is, it's not in look viewed in a flattering light, but that's because of who he is and the things that he did. But she, I thought she was pretty kind to the way she spoke about their relationship, despite all of the really crazy things that he did and the way that he treated her i mean she has since deleted the post with the apology and the love for the song so i think it only fanned the theories further that she was asked to post that or potentially didn't actually post it herself and then when she went on she removed it um so i guess we'll we'll probably never know about that but I, i do think that if anything the book does touch on the fact that she still has a lot of love for Justin and potentially, you know, being one of her first loves, if not her very first love, maybe she had a moment of weakness and feeling bad that, you know, people are saying that, you know, his career is over and people are also talking about maybe his marriage being over soon. And maybe she had like a moment of like, uh, let me go on here and apologize for the things I did. But hopefully she realized that she didn't need to apologize because He's yet to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Facts. 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 Speaking of Britney, in January, she made the devastating uh, announcement that she was not going to be returning to music and she has no plans to do so. And that came on the heels of all these rumors that Charlie XCX and Julia Michaels and potentially Circuit and Max Martin were all enlisted to bring together songs and start writing music for the new Britney Spears project. And from what I'm understanding is that this potentially came from her management camp, uh, Cade, 
who wanted to put together and the label, obviously the label has yeah. been chomping at the bit for another Britney album, especially on the heels of how well the book did. Um, and so they've been saying like, maybe they would do an unreleased songs album so that they can just get something out. Well, don't they only have one left in their contract? I, th- I think so, but I think they want to, they want to do it big. And, um, and yeah. And so I think, you know, it makes sense. Like if you're going to do it, let Britney, create and do what she loves doing best, which is like putting her own touch on her music. And so I think that their plan was let's get a bunch of songs that we can, you know, bring to her and let her decide, are these songs for the album? Does this inspire you to get back into music? But I think it took off because somebody shared it with the media that all these people were being enlisted. And I think that spooked her. And she was like, why are people making decisions for me that, I haven't made for myself. And so then she made this announcement that she would not be returning to music and that none of that is, uh, is real. So I, if I may and uh, offer my opinion, I just think that Please, that's why you're here. Like mental health is so fucking important in this situation. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, there's been, I don't know, Britney Spears, I wish I did. I wish we could cuddle, but we, I don't know her. And I have just like the feeling that, you know, there isn't like balance in her life and there's not the right uh, medicine and not the right doctors and not the right people. Now, I, she doesn't need to be like, you know, covered, like every, every step and move that she makes be monitored because that's what you said spooks her and you know she's been controlled for so long and she wants to be free but is i think that with balance and with the right therapy will come this sort of like sense of peace and a sense of like her remembering her old self and she'll probably I mean, she's a performer, she's a singer and she's a dancer and she's a performer. So she will probably end up going back to this career at some point. But right now is just probably not the time because she's got bigger fish to fry. I mean, she's got to get better. Yeah. Agreed. Amen. Amen. Couldn't couldn't have said it better myself. But I, I, she's given us so much. She's just given her whole life, her whole life. And the latter half was against her will. So she's Mm -hmm. just given and given and given. And I couldn't agree more that whatever she needs to do to get peace and happiness in her life is what she should do. And we'll get more Brittany when she's ready. When she's ready. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on the mental health girl and, and come back to us when you're ready. And we will be here. Oh my God. We'll so be here. We will exactly. be here I mean, with bells on. Bells on. There's room in our bed, Brittany. You can come cuddle with both of us. <laughs> it's a big bed. What, what about me? <laughs> well, that's You'll that's be a in there too. Okay. You'll, be there. Okay. You'll be there too, mother. Um, <laughs> but speaking of mental health, um, and I know, Joe, you're not a, a housewives <laughs> fanatic, but you do know what's kind of going on with everything that went down with Erica Jane yes. and her yes. now ex-husband, Tom Girardi. And in January, uh, we found out that there had been, a, I mean, this was like what, I mean, I feel like it was the entire year last year, but yeah. it was months and months. We were talking about whether or not he was competent enough to actually stand trial. And in January, we finally got the verdict that he is. So what are our thoughts on that? Because this is potentially like very damaging 
like news for his side of this case. That's what I'm most curious about is that does this mean then that he has fraudulent, also fraudulently been claiming to have Alzheimer's this whole time and put himself in this facility and appearing disheveled and obviously feeding this lie to Erica to put on the television to put on housewives. So I'm very curious with the, where that plane is going to land. No pun intended with the plane, but he, I mean, I think that he absolutely should stand trial. I mean, the fact that the two of them are going to escape are are close to skating by and getting away with this is crazy to me. And that she still is trying to justify holding onto these earrings and that, you know, even if it's civil or criminal, whatever it is, they stole from such a desperate situation. All these desperate situations. It's so horrible. And it's, it's, I can't, I can't even wrap my head around it. Yeah. Yeah. The whether or not he's actually been sort of portraying this dementia, Alzheimer's, issue is really dark to think about but when you're about to stand trial for the things that he is being accused of i mean if he's that kind of guy and he's been doing all of these shady things for this many years and these criminal things for this Mm -hmm. many years like i guess it wouldn't be such a leap that he would also be you know manufacturing sort of his case because he is one of the top lawyers and you know that was one thing that i always thought was a little strange is like he was practicing law and he was like one of these powerhouse lawyers and then when all this news came out it suddenly was like oh he's been like on a downward smile spiral of dementia and alzheimer's for and it's like well how did that work with him representing people like that didn't seem like it made sense because he wasn't disbarred until this all happened exactly so if he was on this downward spiral of dementia for as long as they say he was then why has he been practicing law for the last however many years but i exactly like you said this what he's done or what he's been accused of doing is so unconscionable that to go the extra mile and say, I can't even be on trial for it because of X, Y, Z. And that also be a lie. It's just par for the course because he's just been defrauding completely innocent people. And it's, I'm, I'm very curious to see how it's going to play out and then where it's all going to land with Erica on the show, because she's really been on this like pseudo redemption arc. Right. And it's, you know, I'm I'm curious to see if she's able to sort of finagle herself off the hook. Well, I mean, she's selling these hot seven dollar tickets in Vegas. I mean, no, that it was seven dollar OnlyFans for Denise Richards. I think her tickets were even less. I think they were like four dollars. Yeah. Um, but yes, the um, the way in which she's you know the earrings you brought up, but I don't know. Did you see? I think it just came out today that there's like a preview of, I don't know if it's a special or if it's going to be on housewives that she's sitting down with the victims. Have you seen what? No. Yeah. Yeah, She's going to be sitting down and all it shows is like, she's walking down. She's got this, you know, now she's like lost all of this weight, but she's got these massive pants on and she's like walking down the street, you know, very buttoned up. Um, and, uh, I think that she, you know, and then it's like her sitting down at the table with these women and her saying something like, 
well, here we are or something. And they're like, did you see it? Did you see the documentary? And she's like, you know, the housewife and the hustler. And they're like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I saw it. And that's like all they show. And I'm just like, they seem like they're out for blood, like in that, even in that clip. So I am dying to see whatever that is, but I will be seated and ready for that. I feel like she is able to just like manufacture empathy. We saw it on the show where she was like having someone teach her how to empathize. (laughs) So I, I'm I'm curious to see how well of a job she does portraying yeah. that. Well, and she actually she had to ask her therapist, how do you have empathy? So <laughs> like was that a genuine question or is she prepping for this documentary? I feel like she was prepping for her sit down. It's just yeah. a common question from any sociopath. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting, but I will definitely be interested to see kind of where this trial goes and where the Tom Girardi stuff all falls. Yeah, next. he's he's just a little he's a little shithead. He's he's gonna get what comes. I don't know. I can't definitely. imagine he he isn't if not criminally charged, left just completely bankrupt and sold for parts to pay these people back yeah i think they already are i mean i i saw and i I go on a since i go on an architecture blog and um their home that home the beautiful home in santa barbara Mm -hmm. was sold for like half its worth just to you know someone someone got a church for half the price exactly (laughs) yeah um it's probably In other Bravo legal news, um, Ariana Maddox is suing Tom Sandoval for the sale of the house. He is refusing to sell uh, the house from... They obviously broke up. I'm I'm catching Joe up. I know the rest of the world listening knows all about Scandoval, but Joe needs a a bit. Um, So they broke up, and they are still living in the same house because they bought it together and neither one of them, she wants to sell it so they can split it, the proceeds and like walk away. And he's refusing to do that. He's just such a piece of shit. I mean, he's just such a piece of shit. Like for it to even get to the point where she has to sue him to, to split the pros. I mean, talk about a sociopath. It's like his, his public image is so, it's so clear is what it is. Is this the one with like, the mustache? Yes. The worm okay. with the mustache. Yes. <laughs> the worm with the mustache, okay. yes. <laughs> Does it look like but Tom Selleck's mustache? No. No, oh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't like this mustache. Okay. No. Let me Google no. it. Yeah, it's... It's way it's, too curated. <laughs> yes, it is. And... I agree. I'm very interested to see how the how the season goes. We are we just got the finale this uh, this week or finale the premiere this week. Yeah, and, tonight. Uh, it's a holi- happy holidays. Yeah, we're gonna be uh, tuned in for a season to see all of this play out. I'm sure. But yeah, it's like, and I, he also was on um, a podcast this week talking about how Ariana like led him to cheat on her. Uh, and that she was responsible. Like, he's just not getting it. He's no. not getting that he's responsible for all these things. And it's like, why don't you just want to move on and like sell the house and like put this chapter behind you? Be the better, bigger person for once. That's what I don't understand. 
like he hasn't course corrected at all, which he's a narcissist. He's clearly doesn't understand empathy either. So that's not surprising, but I don't understand why they can't come to some type of agreement on the house. Because if you're in Tom's shoes, like I get why she wants it resolved ASAP and, but doesn't want to have to take any type of financial hit on the situation because she shouldn't. But you only have two options. You either sell it and you split the proceeds or you buy her out. That's right. it. They can't coexist in a house forever. So it's, it's, I, I just don't understand it. I, I would love to like have someone dissect I mean, what is, that psychology. What is this house? I mean, the, uh, it's, it's not like anything great, but it's, you know, for them being bartenders who then became reality stars and well i just googled it and it shows a picture of a mattress on the floor with an orange down comforter okay well that's clearly not it you don't know you don't know that's their old apartment i'm sure (laughs) but um but yeah no it's it's time for them to move on i kind of wondered if he was doing this all through the off season in an effort to make sure that he had relevance in the new season because maybe the the whole cast had basically turned on him and i wondered if he was like i've got to like stay living with her so that when the new season comes they can't just say like well tom no one on the cast likes you or is talking to you so you're not a cast member anymore you guys like that wouldn't surprise me that would not surprise me because he that's his only mechanism to still try to control the situation is to you know, keep hold of this house and then use it's that a, as it's a really fun. nice house. Yeah. I'm looking at the people article and it it's really pretty. Yeah. It's a, it's a gorgeous yeah. home, but, um, but yeah, so we'll see. I'm sure that we're going to see it all play out uh, this season on Vanderpump rules, which like I said, premiered this week. So very excited to start tuning into that. Um, but we, I mean, like I said, January was a doozy. There's a lot more things that happened. These are the things that caught my attention. Before we wrap, um, was there any other sort of hot topics, hot takes that happened in January that you want to bring to the table? You both have something. So. Joe can go first because he raised his hand first. And that's how okay. rules work. Thank you for raising your hand for the <laughs> podcast. I would like to discuss Ice Spice. <laughs> okay, but what did she do in January? Um, everything. What didn't she do? Was she on SNL in January or was that December? No, she was nominated. I got you, Chris. I got you, Boo. I'm checking you. She was nominated for a Grammy for Best New Artist in January. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the thing about Ice Spice. Everyone says that she raps very lazily. But it's all about True. the ad, ad libs. She does, though. No, it's the ad libs. It's the ad libs. Like if you I listen to, she's like after everything she says, she's like, uh, or like, damn. I've yeah. never heard someone say facts, which is one syllable in the sleepiest way possible. <laughs> or like facts. Right? facts. Facts. No, she's gonna win it too. Mark my words, she will win for best new artist. At the and Grammys? That, at the Grammys, and that's it. That's all I have to say. Well, Who's she up against? Do we know? I, I don't, I, I am not, I don't know it off the top, but I wouldn't say that she's probably in my top pick. So it's Gracie Abrams, Fred again, Ice Spice, Jelly Roll, Coco Jones, Noah Khan, Victoria Monet, and The War and the Treaty. I know literally 
<laughs> None of those people won. So, I'm gonna say Jelly Roll or Victoria Monet. I suppose. But but I don't know. I, I mean, if I don't know, I don't think Ice Spice has it. I mean, and she certainly was not the January rapper that everyone was talking about after the Megan and Nikki feud that went down in January. Everyone's talking about them. So well, Megan's the best rapper ever. So I agree. Facts. Facts. Um, what is your hot topic of January? I raised my hand for something that I just found out today that I'm very excited about and a little sad about, but Celine Dion is making, is releasing a documentary about what she's been going through the last like couple of years. So not to, you know, end this on a, on a sad note and bring the mood down, but (laughs) I am very excited, not in a dark way, but to really just get eyes on my girl. Yeah, celebrate her. Yeah. And well, celebrate and her and just like really see what she's been going through because I love her and I, I need her to be okay. I mean, and for the listeners, the, you know, Emily is probably the biggest Celine Dion fan. She's seen Titanic on Broadway like multiple times. Um, she, every time that we're, you know, in the kitchen, having a kitchen concert on a Saturday night after too many drinks, Celine Dion in rotation just sends Emily to her happy place. So this is huge news for you. And I'm thrilled. I think that as we figure out when this thing is coming out right around there, I think we do one of our diva, diva deep dives, um, episodes and we do it on Celine Dion and Emily, you're going to have to come back for that. Oh, that would be such an honor. Yes. Awesome. Well, um, I love it. I love you both. Thank you guys for doing the gist and being here to talk all things pop culture from January. Um, it's been such a pleasure to have these conversations with you. Uh, we have them all the time, but it's nice to just sometimes do them in a more formal setting. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah. Thanks, share with the class. I yeah. love you both. <laughs> I love you love guys. You. And um, so much love here. Um, And we love all of you. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Don't forget to rate and subscribe. You can follow me at CM Vetrano. If you follow me, you will will be able to easily find Joe and Emily as well because um, they are – the majority of my content. So uh, just, just tune in there because we've got more to say. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, and this episode comes out in February, February 1st. Um, so we are officially ending our January pop culture moments, but we are ringing in February with another big moment, which is my husband's birthday over the weekend and we're going to be celebrating um, and I'm very excited to be celebrating with him. So happy early birthday to my husband, Joe. Thank you. It's, it's Lisa Frank themed. (laughs) Yes, it is. We're, we're working on getting all of our outfits together and it's going to be fun. So again, follow us on socials for all of that content. Um, But until next week, it's Chris Vetrano with two of my very favorite people. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye.